Welcome to Seven Skills for the Future podcast. My name is Emma Sue Prince, and this podcast is based on the internationally selling book by the same name. This book focuses on seven important skills. They are adaptability, critical thinking, empathy, integrity, being proactive, being optimistic, and being resilient. And this podcast is all about how you can bring these skills into your everyday life so that you are living a life full of happiness, full of purpose, great relationships, doing work that you love, and just really getting the most out of life. Welcome back to Seven Skills for the Future podcast. I'm Emma Sue Prince, and on this week's episode, I'm talking with Anne Golden, a hospitality industry veteran and general manager of Pan Pacific London, opening next year. Now, we all know that the hospitality industry in particular has been so severely hit by the pandemic. Maybe it sounds crazy that anyone is even thinking of launching a brand new hotel in central London in early 2021. Well, I speak with Anne about truly rising up and finding energy and hope in the middle of great uncertainty. Anne is inspirational and what she has to say is just as important for all other industries seeking to rise up and perhaps in many ways reinvent themselves. What are some of the lessons we're learning? How can we build resilience, really build resilience? And what does rising up really mean? It's something we're all having to do as we get ready to face a new year that's going to be a mix of new hope, heartache and change as we transition to what I think will be a new and exciting era of opportunity if we can learn to see it that way. Enjoy this week's episode. I know you will get many tips and ideas and inspiration. So welcome to this episode of our Rising Up series. And today I am delighted to be welcoming Anne Golden, who is General Manager of the soon-to-open Pan Pacific Hotel in London. Welcome, Anne. It's lovely to have you with us today. Oh, it's my absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, Emma. Really, really delighted to be here. So, Anne, can you tell our listeners a bit more about you um, and your what your what your work is and your focus is at the moment? Absolutely. Um, so, a little bit about me. Um, I am um, a very proud mother to um, a daughter, twenty-two years old, Lucy, and a stepmother to Alex, uh, who's thirty, currently living in Canada. Um, I have been in hospitality for probably around about the last 30 years um, and have gone from starting right at the very bottom as a receptionist um, and up to a general manager and really absolutely um, fallen in love with hospitality. My current uh, focus really is all, all around launching the brand. So... Pan Pacific Hotels Group is uh, really well known across the other side of the world in Asia and mm-hmm. uh, Oceania. 
But across over here, very, very unknown. And um, part of the appeal, really, of taking this role was that as well as opening this this beautiful, magnificent hotel, we were also, as a team, um, had this great responsibility and opportunity to open and launch the brand. So the brand is so interesting, Emma. I think what I love about it is I've learned so much um, about um, Asia already that I, mm. I, I, I honestly didn't know. And I haven't really traveled at all very much in that, that part of the world. So it's just been... Um, a really great experience for me all round. We're yeah, foc- focusing yeah. very much now on um, th- that last push. Uh, we will be opening early 2021. Originally, we were supposed to open on Thursday this week. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> I know. So instead, we're, we're having a, a, a virtual um, um, glass of bubbly on Thursday just to um, to toast that occasion. But we, we, we very much now... Um, have that final push just to get all of yeah. the our sort of uh, work over over the line, and um, it's really getting to that stage now where it's all the exciting um, parts of it. You know, all of the the marketing yes. and um, everything starting to come together. Samples arriving at the office when yes. we come in and things like that. So yes. yeah, that's that's yeah. really our, our main focus. I'm, I've got to say, I also spend a lot of time trying to ensure that we 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 were able to build as a team because there's 21 of us Emma, yeah, and, yeah. and we've never been in the same room at the same time oh. um, i know <laughs> yeah. due, due to the vagaries of this of this situation so it's yeah. just about how we how we motivate each other how we keep the energy going mm-hmm. and um and how we um how we how we start to operate as a team uh, yes. when when you don't have that day to day sort of um, you know close proximity yes. uh, contact yes. with people so there's a, yeah. a a lot to keep a lot to keep me occupied at the moment yeah I'm quite I'm sure I mean I I can't wait to come and see this amazing place I've travelled quite a bit in Asia but. Um, I haven't stayed at the Pan Pacific Hotel, um, but I, I hope I get to experience it uh, one day. Um, but, you know, in this series, I'm focusing on rising up. And for me, that's about finding energy and hope when we're in the middle of such uncertainty. And one of the reasons I wanted to interview you is because, you know, opening a hotel within what's going on at the moment, to me, is a, is a huge leap of, of, of hope and, and energy. So I want to kind of ask you what rising up, what that means to you when you hear those words, what does that mean? I think it means that um, despite everything that's going on, it's not viewing ourselves as victims of this situation. Mm. And um, because that's really in my from my own personal experience when when unfortunately i have done that on occasion i've got to admit it's completely wasted energy and um really what you need to do is just find ways to resolve um that particular situation now the situation we find ourselves in 
Um, and, and this is how rising up really relates to um, both myself personally and the team is that we are reinventing along with all of those other um, teams out there that are opening hotels, we're really reinventing um, yeah. a pre-opening situation because um, because of the restrictions that the, the pandemic has put in play. And a really great example of this was we got together as a team and we um, <laughs> virtually, of course, and said, what do we what would we be doing now if, mm. if this situation wasn't in play and very much we would be reaching out to agents and um partners that we want to work with would be doing hard hat tours and various you know mm. um corporate entertaining drinks and things like that so we we just said look well you know we're going to have to think of different ways in which we can get our, our story across in, a, in the virtual environment so mm. That kept us going um, through the end of March and April when we set up um, virtual show rounds using um, all of the downloaded images as backdrops mm -hmm. on our team's calls. And um, yeah. it really felt like we, we were we were sort of um, keeping on, on top of the situation by doing that. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, and we've, we've pushed out on LinkedIn, we're using LinkedIn quite extensively to push out um, the various profiles of the team and the personalities because, again, you know, this is something that we would be doing in real life were it not yeah. for what's happening. So we really feel that, again, at, we feel rising up is is a way in which we can say, well, look, in as much as we possibly can, we're not going to let the situation stop us from doing what we would have been doing yeah um, and so we're, we're doing a lot of uh, virtual show rounds we're um you know pushing out a lot of um what we find exciting new pictures about the site etc on linkedin and explaining what we're doing and i think you know that in that way we are keeping ourselves um from feeling as if we're we're, we're not having the full experience yeah. And I think, you know, what, what I what I love about what you're saying there is that you're really focusing on being proactive. And, you know, the, the minute you do that, the minute you, th you the minute you say together with your team, OK, how can we you know, what would we be doing? Um, let's look at how we can do that anyway, in a different way. Mm -hmm. yeah. you, know, you, you immediately feel better and you kind of feel a bit more control. And also, I like what you say about um, creating connection with the team and, and, and the profiles that you talked about, because we do crave connection. And I think what's been interesting for me over this whole period is that we always say, oh, you know, connection needs to be face to face. But what I've certainly what I've been discovering is that actually it is possible to have quite meaningful connection online mm -hmm. um, and even without meeting somebody. And maybe we're kind of having to sort of dig deep and, and find that in ourselves to, because we, we need to connect, don't we? So, Absolutely. you know, we, we really try to sort of find that even in other ways. So, so I love that. And, you know, you said um, earlier on, you said that you've been working in the travel industry and in hospitality industry for uh, many, many years. Mm -hmm. And, I know that there will have been, you know, lots of ups and downs in that time period, you know, because I think I think we tend to kind of think, oh, my gosh, everything has been great. And then we have this pandemic and everything's not great. But <laughs> but actually, you know, the, the, the life is full of ups and downs and, and, and an industry has ups and downs. So I want to ask you, based on your experience of things that have been happening just, you know, 
in the whole of your time in this industry. What have you learned from that that is actually helping you now? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I think that it just, it's going to sound a little bit trite, but I I can't um, stress enough. It's the the power of people and the power of teams um, and that you really are nothing without a great team. And Mm. um, it's, it's, interesting that again looking at your skills you really place an emphasis on optimism Mm -hmm. Um, and what I've learned throughout my time in the travel industry is that um, you can teach people a lot of things Emma but one thing you can't teach is a negative person to be optimistic you know a, a, a pessimistic person to isn't suddenly going to become optimistic because you you've you've sat and mentored them. I think it, it's um, you 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 do need to try and identify um, when you're when you're hiring. You you've got to try and identify people who you believe um, do lean towards um, being um, optimists. Mm. And I I'm going to admit to actually if I had a more qualified person who I didn't think was as emotionally resilient, I would definitely go for the other candidate who perhaps wasn't quite as qualified but uh-huh. um, leaned more towards um, having that um, stronger um, belief in in um, in things turning out the right way and I think definitely what as, again what you said at the beginning of this question this is not the first time we've been up against it um, it does feel as if it's more all sort of consuming but Mm, mm. you know we we have learned that this industry bounces back um and we have learned that um when times are tough that we have to lean on each other and um i've seen so many examples of that coming through where uh fantastic people i mean i have some ex-colleagues have set up something called hugs which is basically um on linkedin and it's um it's professionals who are in employment themselves but they're reaching out to people who've been um, made redundant through this crisis and they're saying look you know we will look over your cv we'll we'll do mock Mm. interviews with you we'll try and connect you with people and that's what um I, i i that's been the biggest um learn from me looking back at my time is that you 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 must look after your people and really yes. um, push your people during times of um, crisis because they will um, they will perform for you and they will yes. um, uh, you know show that resilience if you've mm-hmm. if you've looked after them and you've um, you know you've nurtured them uh, uh, throughout so yes I think I think as I say I would say that it's the power of teams and the power of people even yeah. more so because technology yeah. can only take us, so far um mm. and it, it you know we, we 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 still have to reach out and um look after each other yes yes absolutely i mean you've said so many interesting things there about about um about optimism and about about uh looking for that in people that you hire and then in, in building and nurturing that in your teams and i suppose it's interesting for me to hear you say that you can't teach someone to be optimistic because of course I would say, mm, I don't know, I, I I feel I could. I feel I could help somebody become more aware of um, how to build that because optimism, I guess, is often seen as something that you either have or you don't have. But I think 
I believe it can be developed. Mm. But then but then I guess that's my job. As opposed to if, if you're looking for who you want to hire, um, you know, you're going to want to, you're going to lean towards people who are resilient and optimistic and able to work as part of the team. And, you know, all those things that are kind of non-tangible, if you like, but are the things that are going to really show when things are not, you know, when yes. things are tough. Yeah, when things I, are not so good. I, I do... Um... And I do agree with you. I think you can definitely draw um, and build on people's natural optimism. Yeah. Um, and um, and I and I think um, you know the example I give of an, a, you know um, hiring that way is more because in a situation as well in operation when you've got sort of three hundred people, yeah, you, you are very much relying on. Um, people sort of self-policing aren't you that they they are um turning up to work every day with good energy and yes um, um, but I I I, but I also but I do agree with you as well that I think on a one-to-one basis um Mm. good good nurturing and and coaching potentially yes um, yes could could raise people's um positivity for sure yeah yeah um and you know we've talked about the industry being hit by you know, other ups and downs, but obviously, you know, the hospitality industry has been particularly hard hit by the pandemic. Um, you know, as 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 are industries like entertainment and you know uh, other industries as well. But I kind of I just want to ask you, you know, how do you see your industry recovering in the light of this kind of huge, huge blow? And and also, you know, who's going to rise? Because this is like you know which sorts of organizations in your industry um and 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 I and I'm guessing this will also be the case for other industries too which are the ones you you feel will rise and and what's going to help them to do that you know to come through this successfully Mm -hmm. and you know really thrive as a result yeah, um, I've been giving a lot of thought to this. Actually, um, we do we we have talked about this as well as a team. Um, and you're right, you know, our industry has has been one of the hardest hit. And I think with the amount of uncertainty um, with the economy, the moment, and uh, you know, the reduced disposable income um, that a lot of people are experiencing at the moment, I, I really believe that we're all going to become more thoughtful. Mm-hmm. About the places that we visit, and the and and indeed the the hotels uh, that we stay in, and I think experiential um, narratives will 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 rise, um, and they have been anyway. You know, this is the, the, they've been coming to the fore. Um, you know, it's not enough to say. Um, I'm going to stay at, you know, X, you know, sort of luxury hotel and that, that be enough for you anymore. I think now you want to go and stay there, but also be able to um, discover and explore all of the wonderful um, attributes that that particular hotel has to offer. So I do think hotels that really have spent um, and do spend a lot of time building up their story and their narrative and they have a you know a very good culture um mm-hmm. will be will be the um the hotels that perhaps people will be attracted to and in in some ways as well all of this is going to sound incredibly self-serving um i do think new hotels might also be seen <laughs> as more as more capable of delivering 
Um, some of the the new really stringent health and safety um, measures mm. that have been put into place. I think that's yes, you know, yes. just because new things always seem more um, sort of um, hygienic and clean, and um, and I, and so I do I do think, uh, and perhaps a tad unfairly, but I do think that that potentially might happen. Mm-hmm. Um, the the other really interesting aspect to this, I think, is that um, I think loyalty and connection will play an enormous part in this. So when we only have so much money um, to spend on something, yeah, I, I think we're, again, going back to what I said before, I think we're going to be so, so thoughtful. And, and I have, mm-hmm. within um, Pan Pacific Hotels Group, I have a colleague um, called Rob Whedon, who is the GM at Pan Pacific Perth. And he was, they were the first hotel um, to take in uh, the homeless during the, oh, the yes. crisis. Now, he had to really sell, you know, he sold that to the brand, to to HQ, and they and they went with it because we, we have an incredible um, um, ethos of inclusivity. But he took it upon himself to really, you know, to 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 to, to sort of volunteer to to the city to do that. And now he did it because he felt it was the right thing to do. He felt it it, it was in line with our brand values. But the the unexpected um, dividend of that. Not only did the staff um, learn so much and mm. really, really gain an incredible amount from that, mm. but they've actually had local corporate companies approaching them and saying, "Look, you know, when this is when we get back to strength and when we're travelling again, we, you know, we're going to switch yeah. switch hotels." So I think this theme will rise. I think this was what will rise up. I think the human angle mm, mm, and not mm, just in the in hospitality but I think across a lot of other industries as well I think people yes. will crave that because you know there's been a lot of people who've done incredible things for strangers mm, um, mm. and so I think that those brands that have been seen to conduct themselves with the most compassion um, mm. throughout this crisis might might find a lot of people uh, but they might find a, a new audience of loyalists yeah, that's so, you know, that's so interesting what you're saying, because it reminds me uh, of a conversation I had um, a couple of weeks ago with a law firm, actually. And we were talking about, so completely different industry, but we were talking about how 2020 and and this whole, um, this whole pandemic situation, that nobody sorry that, that that everybody rather will remember they're going to remember this year aren't they and they're going to remember mm. uh how they were treated by suppliers by clients by employee employers employees you know the whole the whole kind of chain there that that people will remember that and they will choose differently in the going forward you know they might make different choices about where they work you know where where they go for dinner, uh, the hotels they stay in, as you as you as you say, you know, uh, about all kinds of things. Uh, the law firm they choose to to engage, mm-hmm. you know, really really all sorts of things based on, um, it, and it won't be necessarily based on something hugely specific. It'll just be maybe based on on something human or something like you said or something that they remember about how they felt during that time. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so. 
I think that's that's an interesting thing for for all industries to be thinking about, you know, whether or not, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, our local pub here, they didn't, uh, they actually just closed during the whole, um, the whole uh, lockdown when they had to close. But another local pub decided to stay open and started doing, you know, deliveries and 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 you yeah. know pizzas and things that obviously weren't going to help them uh, make money but they kept themselves open and and people have rewarded that with their loyalty you know so so people now go to this particular pub um but of course they were they were doing it like your um colleague you know they were doing it because they really wanted to do that Absolutely. you know it wasn't based on 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 sort of you know they, they weren't thinking about what what would be the outcome of that they just wanted to do it so I think it is really really interesting so what do you think are some of the lessons that we can all learn um at the moment you know what 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 should we be learning and what should we be kind of you know focusing our energy on at the moment um I think empathy I think we need we you know it's it's honestly so much more pertinent um than it's ever been before um, some people have lost a lot. Uh, mm. Others have lost everything. Um, so I think I think we we need patience and empathy and to try and um, bring some of these people back into into work and perhaps into roles that they've not done before. So I think I think we just need to see the person and not yeah. perhaps the CV. Um, I, I think that adaptability. Oh my gosh. Um, adaptability is such a big one you know and I actually think we should be willing to unlearn everything Mm. that we thought Mm. we knew about our our individual markets and be really honest about whether that's still relevant post um, um, this situation so we've got to be really proactive um, in embracing what might be a completely different environment and way of working in the future so I think I think those elements, you know, I think uh, proactivity, I think empathy, and I think adaptability are um, really, really key skills now to um, to to really help us to succeed and to rebuild um, a lot of these industries who are, who are yeah. really who are really having such a tough time at the moment. Yes. Yeah. No. I think that's. I think that's really true. And I think. I think I feel I feel at the moment definitely it is about you know what sh- what can we do that's going to contribute to you know rising up coming through this mm-hmm. right whether whether that's learning new skills whether that's unlearning ways of looking at something whether that's being able to live with more acceptance of of what we're currently experiencing rather than resistance mm-hmm. which is what we spend a lot of energy on um uh, and I think it is it is something that we can definitely do, but perhaps requires awareness and a kind of daily effort in a way as well. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And I think that um, the, the the critical thinking part um, of, of these skills as well is is you know I've always thought. Uh, some some very wise person and I wish it had been me but it wasn't said (laughs) (laughs) said you know when you look at teams and you look at your business always ask yourself are you successful because of what you're doing or despite what you're doing Hmm. 
And I mm-hmm. think the reason I I quote that is that I think we've got to take that approach to um, post the post COVID environment. And I think there's there's things like you know there's there's this huge polarized debate at the moment, which I find quite fascinating, which is everybody should just be allowed to work from home because offices are over. Um, And I just think, oh my gosh, there are just multitudes of people who would absolutely love to work from home maybe once or twice a a week, Mm. um, but would hate to have to work from home every single day. And why... And the voices that we're hearing at the moment are are the people for which, you know, they've obviously been very alienated for years in an office environment. Yeah. They have found their moment and are, you know, out there screaming it from the rooftops. And I'm just like, why why is this so polarised? Why why can't we just say, let's let's just rethink Mm, the mm, processes mm. and the procedures that we have in place and let's really push people into the area where they will succeed. So for a lot of people, success is working from home mm-hmm. because it, it they can just, there's no distractions, it, it suits them and, you know, it gives them a little bit of quality of, of life back that, that may, means that they're more motivated. And I think, great. But mm. for some people, and myself included, who mm. I'm, I'm a huge extrovert and I really get my energy from people, mm. Mm. Um, I, you know, I would need to be, well, like, as a general manager, you can't obviously run hotel <laughs> from home anyway. But, you know, I mean, you just, I, I crave that, you know, that kind of just the silliness and the fun and all of the, you know, all of that elements that you, yes. you know, that you, you can't, achieve on teams calls to -hmm. the same degree you really can't Mm -hmm. um so i think i think you know i think at the moment i think instead of us arguing one way is better than the other yes why don't we all just say look the great thing about humanity is we're all different we've all got these incredible uh skill sets they're not all the same thankfully so let's just try and fit people into um you know into the situations that where they will excel Yes, yes, and where they can work to their strengths. Absolutely. And, and, and yeah, I agree with you about, uh, I do agree with you about working from home because I, I do talk to many people who actually did did enjoy it to begin with, but not enjoying it so much when it goes on for months and months and months. And, and also, you know, I think we're moving towards a different shape of working and actually there may be... Um, many industries where it just simply reshapes into so you still have the office but mm-hmm. you just work in a slightly different way maybe maybe as you said you're using that office space more thoughtfully um you know for particular reasons or mm-hmm. meeting but you still have to have that interaction with other people so yeah it's it's interesting and i and i think also these sorts of this sort of polarization and these kinds of debates are probably a normal part of the sort of messiness that we have yes. to kind of get through and it is you know, a process yes. yeah, to, yeah. To, to, to we get to the other side I think I think we're kind of there's a lot of sort of um mess you know mess in the sense of kind of working stuff out and 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 recognizing that we actually don't have the answers at the moment it's mm-hmm. an it's an, it's an emerging process and and you know being being comfortable with something that's emerging and where you don't have um 
really you don't really have very high certainty and so it's learning to be comfortable with that uh in the best way that we can i think um so what would you if you could give three tips to somebody out there who maybe has lost their work or what they've doing at the moment and is thinking about doing something new or launching something new uh, or different what 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 three tips if you give them some tips what would you what would you tell them i would say that um if, if 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 you can try and go for um in the short term at least for an industry that has not been as affected so um I, I know quite a few people who are actors and um, obviously what's happened to the um, to their industries is devastating. So they, they, they've started working. Um, some of them took uh, jobs in supermarkets mm-hmm. and in retail environments. But, I, I, you know, although they're obviously still mourning um, their careers, they, they're saying that they're really enjoying it. I've got there's a, n- a number of people I know that are working with children um Mm. um so you know what i would say is don't discount anything Mm. um sometimes if you see something as not being permanent you have a different approach to it yeah so um and, and you know keep in mind that you nothing has to be forever um you can try out different industries i mean for instance one industry that always needs people is the construction industry and within that industry is so many different managerial jobs office jobs um creative mm. jobs I, I would say look outside of your normal mm. um sphere um but i would say re um rethink your cv because i think often what we do is we um we tailor our cvs very much to the job the jobs that we've done rather than the one that we want oh, um, yes. you know so i i i think re-looking at that and emphasizing transferable skills mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. you know you may have spent your life working in banking for instance but um but you you could you could be a great empath and you could be you know you could have all these incredible um uh skills that uh you know, training and mentoring, etc. And, um, you know, you're, you're probably a critical thinker anyway, but th- these skills mm-hmm. would stand you in enormous, in enormously good stead in, in a, you know, a huge variety of different industries. And mm-hmm. um, so try and sort of un, sort of button hole yourself, you know, get out of that um, yeah. by rewriting um your your statements and your cv and and making it more about um the, you know the, the 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 intrinsic skills that you have as a person yeah yeah um yeah. as opposed to well i you know i've really only ever worked in hotels i've really only ever worked in banking or retail or mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and i think the other thing the most important thing in life across every single sphere is if you're not a good networker, try and become a good networker. Mm-hmm. Um, just even if you, if that is something that is, you know, it just sounds like, you know, the worst thing that could possibly happen. Just try and, and uh, put yourself out there. You know, some conversations that you have now could lead to something incredible in the future. So never, 
pass up the opportunity to listen to people. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and always, um, I, I think a really great quality to have is to help people who can cannot possibly ever help you. Mm. Get into the habit of doing helping people just because. Yes. Yeah. They're no, never. That's... They're probably never going to have. Or so you think they'll never have any positive um effect on your life but you just never know right so i think get into that mind frame that you'll help people just because they need help not because it's going it's going to be a stepping stone for you yes yeah i love that and and also that's actually a a really great way of building empathy and um, optimism skills as well Mm -hmm. doing things for other people so thank you and thank you so much for being on the show today it's been really a delight to have you oh it's been wonderful i could just talk to you for hours <laughs> and i can't wait to come and visit the hotel when it's open oh no you must you must in fact as soon as we can we'll invite you over to see it uh, prior to opening and then um, you'll get a sneak peek i so. would love that i would love that thank you so much no you're welcome thank you emma Thank you for listening to the 7 Skills for the Future podcast. There are all sorts of things you can do to boost each of the 7 skills. If you want more ideas, you can buy the book, 7 Skills for the Future. You can also go online to our website, Unimenta, and join as a member, and you'll be able to access more resources, ideas, and free downloads. If you have a question you want to ask on these podcasts, get in touch through Instagram at 7 Skills for the Future, or on Twitter and Facebook at Unimenta. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your podcast player of choice.